real spot activated. It's the ITC Stop What You Are Doing. Sound the damn alarms. I mean, seriously, people, can you feel that? Feel that! Did anyone mention the Mega Powers? The Mega Powers are about to explode in my pants right now. Good Lord, the CBS Sports Pro Wrestling Podcast Instant Analysis Edition is back. Analysis, all that. I think I pronounced it right. Don't look now, but I think WWE's booking might be back right along with it. Wow, I don't even think I have enough loud soundboard things to play at this moment to properly put to motion, put in, in words what my feels are, but you know the drill. The Brian Campbell, the voice that you hear. Folks, I'm in my basement Connecticut office. Yes, there's a bed next to me. But no, the sheets are not dirty. They are not filthy. Wow, folks, they are ready for some instant analysis. You know, guys, I love the revolution. You know I love me some NXT. But deep down in our hearts, as I welcome in the Silver King in a second, we all want Raw, SmackDown, and the main roster WWE pay-per-views to matter and in a lot of ways matter the most, and move us the way it used to be. So proud listeners of this show, this is why we stay up late, because holy crap, did WWE TLC from San Jose, the final pay-per-view show of 2018, do exactly just that. Let me bring in that guy. Say hello to the bad guy. Oh, yeah, head jokes aside, it's time to break glass. It's Adam Silverstein, the Silver King. Cut that music. Hey, now, let's get going. Unload this soundboard. Give me three. Hit random buttons. Let's go. win it i felt that he loosed it wow wow he even heard that man i I gotta tell you dude you said it off the top this is the truth we love everything we love professional wrestling we love it all but wwe at its best is the best in professional wrestling it's the best it has to offer doesn't mean you're gonna get a seven star match what it means is you're gonna get something that hits you in the damn feel spot and you know what man i got the crap kicked out of me tonight that's how that's how hard my feel spot was hit the last, let's say, four matches on this show. Well, look, you know I love me some Brandy on the show. You know I love the thoughts of AEW. You know I love All oh, In, wow. New Japan. Oh. But, hey, Brandy, you know what I'm really all in on? Uh, you know what I'm really? I'm all in. Yeah. Are you all in, Brian? <laughs> Brandy, I'm all in on Vince trying and booking and giving us, I don't know, Adam, are we crazy? giving us maybe, just maybe, the pay-per-view of 2018 for the WWE main roster. Get to that in one second. A lot on that. Look, I don't want to bring down the mood. We're going to have a spectacular pay-per-view breakdown of a great card and show. And we are only having this show, by the way, Adam, because of the fine folks out there who knew what matters. They knew that number. They knew it was all about the five. They got us to the next threshold. We're giving them the IA podcast. We thank all the listeners for that. I don't want to bring down the mood. I just want to say, hang on until the end of the show. We got some important news about the show, about where it's going, the direction of it. We'll get, we'll get to that at the end of it. Let's just for now, though, Adam, let's just enjoy what we have, which is a great pay-per-view. We're about to break it down right now. Um, why don't I just break it down with a one-second DM to just kind of put us where we need to be in motion? Jason Allen at Jaybird3452 sliding in at midnight Eastern time. He's like, look, dude, my fiance started watching wrestling this year. Tonight was by far her favorite moment so far. And this is where Jaybird nails it, Silver King. When wrestling is good, there is nothing like it. So simple, so perfect. Wrestling was great tonight. It felt not necessarily Attitude Era-ish, although there's a couple feels. It just felt like you had all the ingredients in front of you like WWE often does in this era of era of so much talent, but they, they, they stuck to the recipe. They stuck to what we know and what we like. They gave us what we wanted. Matches that mattered, finishes that mattered, quality in-ring work, high work rate, and even the lower half of the card where on, on our preview show Wednesday I said to you, BC, man, 
there's 12 matches on this card. Like, <laughs> there were like six on Survivor Series. It's a big four pay-per-view. There's 12. There's a lot of single matches with no titles on the line. Nothing up for grabs. Who cares about them? They were good. Like, there was no match on this card where you came out of it and you said, what a waste of time that was. That didn't happen. Even the matches that weren't exciting were, that was fine. It was a CC plus match. Yeah, I'm down. So that's why when you build up that way and when you build a card the way a card is supposed to be built, I say this all the time. This is the number one thing that New Japan does correctly, that also boxing and MMA do correctly, that WWE just this year, the latter half of this year, has started doing correctly. It is not putting your big matches at the front and in the middle of the card. It is saving them for last. And BC, what we got hit with was a barrage of four main event matches. You could have done yes. almost any order you wanted. At least three of the four could have legitimately main evented this show. It was fantastic. And I don't want to waste much more time because this is supposed to be instant analysis, BC. I want to talk about the main event. Oh, my God. This is the main. Yeah, tell us. I mean, this is. I mean, come on. You feel that? I felt it in my bones. I felt that main event deep down into my bones. This women's yeah. triple threat match, SmackDown Women's Championship. It's one of those that we were like, look, it has to close. Our colleague Jack Crosby's like, I'm never watching WWE again if this doesn't close. Look, it not only closed. The smart move. I think it set up the main event for WrestleMania. We can get into that in a second. Uh, fantastic. Great for women. But it was even better than I thought it could be. I thought this could be an A match coming in. And I don't want to hear somebody go, oh, wasn't there a couple bot spots? No, the bot, the bot spots led to some insane violence. This was basically an A-plus match on the way out. Perfect booking down the stretch. Three women willing to sell out. The perfect booking scenario of who should have won so that we can set up big business for all four women. Notice I said four because of Ronda Rousey's very smart placement in the way they handled that. Before we get into Rousey, before we get into Mania, let's salute Asuka, Becky Lynch, but most importantly, tell me if I'm wrong, Charlotte Flair for a tour de force of violence, physical absorption, Going through, I don't know, where, where did I lose count? Three tables, a barrier wall, and really legitimately being involved in at least three spots that could have ended the match for her, could have taken years off her career. I don't know how there aren't ribs poking through her skin on the midsection. I mean, that barrier wall didn't even break on the spear on Asuka, and she was not only still standing, she would be back in another big spot 10 seconds later with the fire and intensity of, like, I'm trying to steal the night. Like, that's, like, Rick came out of her tonight. You know, Rick always says she's a better athlete than I am by 100 times. And he's right to a, to a certain she degree. Yeah. But Rick came out of her tonight, this, like, like just a whole new level of performer. The manic Ric Flair crimson mask with the crazy eyes that we saw that we loved part of his character over the years, that's what we saw tonight. There was This match was so good that you could almost overlook the character development. Charlotte Flair developed in a full manner and over the course of this match, this manic evil heel persona that you also come to embrace because it's not a heel persona who cheats to win like her father did, like Eddie Guerrero, let's say it's manic in that she will do anything it takes to win. And it doesn't matter if it's a friend, if it's an enemy risking her body, someone else's that was so good. What is, isn't there an award that UFC gives at the end of every pay-per-view for like fighter of the night? What's mm -hmm. it called? Is that what it is? They give bonuses for fight of the night performance of the night. They used to do she was she was performance of the night. This was the match of the night. Dare I say? And this is, I don't even know how I say this. When you talk about Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles on the oh, same show, God. and Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, you know, just recently, a couple months ago, this might have been the WWE main roster match of the year. That's how good it was. That's how exciting it was. And even with the schmas finish, I didn't mind because it booked forward. And anytime WWE does that, and they're booking forward to something that we all want to see, that BC, you and I have been talking about for weeks, they need to do this at WrestleMania. Dude, I'm ready to get my ass up and go to New York today. I don't care that it's four months away, five months away. I'm ready for WrestleMania 35. I'm ready for these two of these three women plus Ronda Rousey in the main event. It's crazy that Becky is operating at such an insane level right now. Becky was awesome in this match. I am the man. 
and amazing in that backstage segment after the Nia Jax oh match. God. Like, Austin-level pops from the crowd, and yet she was almost forgotten in this main event in a weird way because of the performance of Charlotte was so amazing. Rousey's running so amazing. Asuka, oh my God. I mean, this is like the fifth the most important storyline of the night. Asuka's your new SmackDown Women's Champion and is getting the booking she deserves because, guys, again, Asuka's not just really good. She's not just great. She's a historic female performer who we watched at NXT do special things and who got quickly vincicized on the main roster and tag-teamed up with uh, Naomi and was just... Uh, and by the way, she is wearing lingerie. Can we just end that debate right now? She's not. Dude, if you looked at that match and those three women, the one who looked like they were wearing lingerie was Becky Lynch, not Asuka. She was in multi She looked like a clown. She had multi-colors on. They were all shiny. It was thick material. There was nothing lingerie about anything she was wearing. She's, but wearing, she's wearing damn lingerie. But, 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 but to your point, though, you're right. I mean, she got the booking that she has deserved for her entire main roster tenure that she's never gotten until right now. And all it took was them advancing the storyline away from her for her to get the booking that she deserves. And I don't even care that that's the reason. Like, yes, what would have been great was her pinning Charlotte or submitting Charlotte in the middle of the ring and winning the title. I'm okay with her winning the title this way, especially if she gets to defend it for a long time, hold on to it through WrestleMania, etc. But as great as that is, the business that we need to actually discuss is the Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. I mean, you guys have seen the moves for yourselves. We don't need to go blow by blow here, but I want to talk about the end with Ronda Rousey because there were a couple things that went down that I think are important to note. One, Rousey got booed. And this is an hour after she got the biggest cheers of the night at that time. The fans love her. So WWE, I don't know that it's a heel turn because she basically said earlier, payback's a bitch. And she was going to come back and, and you know make sure Charlotte got hers. That's what she was talking about at the time. But really, Charlotte and Becky. So they paid that off, which is great. They got fans booing her, but you would still expect her to get some cheers. So what I think ultimately they succeeded in doing is they were booing her because she interrupted a great match and because she knocked Becky off. Yes. But if it was just Charlotte, they might have cheered her. If Charlotte was going for the title, they might have cheered her. So now, as we go into this WrestleMania match, which we're all expecting, and we can talk very soon about how we're going to get there and what's going to happen going forward, but they have set it up where Becky's the face, Charlotte's the heel, and Rousey's the tweener. And that is perfect. Yeah, and you nailed it with the word tweener because everybody's coming on Twitter now and they're going, oh, well, that's a heel turn. Well, it's not really a heel turn, but I think it will become a heel turn for all the things we've talked about, about, look, Shanna Baszler will be her muscle one day. Of course, she wants to work with her friends. For the heel, rousy, four-horsewomen stable to work, they need to be heels. They're obviously prepping the three of them in NXT right now to be by her side. Right now, this is a reaction to... Uh, kind of a pair of heels doing heel things to her, but it's also an overall reaction to Rousey's character, storyline-wise, really getting her ass kicked a bunch of times by larger groups of people with no, you know, the only retribution she's getting is beating them in title matches. So, right. yes, this is more of a Austin-like reaction to run in and be like, all right, screw you guys, nobody messes with me. But I think the fact that it will lead to a heel turn and that she can play the gray area right now is going to be brilliant. Because she's like you just said, when she's not matched next to Becky, she's like number one love in the company for these fans, for for the casual crossover fans with kids and all that. Like she's she's the one. And then for to allow her now to play that, depending on who she's up against, being able to shade into heel. Look, it's really brilliant. Everything about her appearance on, on Sunday night was brilliant. What that does to point toward WrestleMania, brilliant. The fact that Asuka can almost be the forgotten one in there, winning the damn title, and now be set out on her own path to do things. Everything about this is freaking brilliant. It feels like booking of old that's well thought out. And it's not any more of like, all right, women's wrestling's better than it has been in a long time. They're giving us matches that we care about. It's no, 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 I'm correcting you. It's better than it's ever been. Right, right. Better than Great, great point. Better than it's ever been. It's they're doing really well. So you know what? It's about time we reward them with a WrestleMania main event. No, it's no longer that. You know what it is? This is the best story in all of of this art form right now. Sports entertainment, even better than the you know Golden Lovers right now and things that are going on across Absolutely. the pond. What is going on right now between Red Hot Becky and Ronda Rousey and 
old friend Charlotte now in this potential WrestleMania 35 New York triple threat main event is everything that we want about wrestling. It's actually escalated to the point where it wouldn't just be, oh, you know, they kind of deserve it. It's no, I need this to be the WrestleMania main event because it not only does it deserve it, but I deserve it as a fan for that to close in the effort that we saw from Becky and Charlotte and their whatever that was, last woman standing match, through this match right here, through the fact that Ronda Rousey in pay-per-view matches, and I can say what I want about her on the mic, and I believe I've said truth, but her in pay-per-view matches, holy crap, is she delivering. That match at WrestleMania has the potential, especially if we advance by then, maybe to have Baszler and crew around, or maybe whatever. You know, you don't need to, but maybe, who knows? This thing has the potential to be A++++. I mean... Their match tonight basically was A++++. Yeah. This is going to do so much more for women's wrestling than any of the other forced Barry Horowitz, Steph, and Trips moments where they're like, look at us. We're finally getting it right, guys. No. You know how you really get it right? You let the product get it right. You don't let decisions get it right. This is exactly what should happen. I'm. It makes me proud to be a fan. And I don't get caught up too much in the, you know... You know, I'll never forget. I don't have daughters necessarily. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not caught up in this, like, I'm a part of the women's revolution. But I kind of feel like as a fan, not a journalist, this getting to WrestleMania this year and me enjoying it this much, like, this is a moment that really matters. And a lot of these fake WWE women's ones have, have not mattered. Well, that's the thing. This is organic. So the wanting this match, um, wanting this match at WrestleMania and wanting this match to main event WrestleMania or are organic based on the work and the entertainment value of the women that we're talking about in this match. Now, would this happen without Ronda Rousey? Maybe not. You know, she's that linchpin. She's the mainstream star that brings this along. Then you have Charlotte Flair, the legacy, you know, the name that people know. Wow, Flair against Rousey? And then Becky Lynch, who's the almost the underdog in this role, who everyone is organically loving. And she thrust it. Listen, it was going to be Charlotte Ronda. We know this, all right? We don't have to come out and say it. Becky forced herself into it, and yes. it's going to be a million times better. And if she's the one who goes over, it's going to be absolutely epic, BC. So, I mean, look, I think everything that happened tonight was pitch perfect in terms of storyline, in terms of booking. Before we talk about how we're going to get to that match, just because we already mentioned Rousey, I want to bring that match in a little bit. The Rousey-Nia Jax match. We give Nia Jax a lot of crap, and she deserves it, okay? That match was incredible. They've now had two matches together that are incredible. And yes, a lot of it is Rousey. In fact, the majority of it's Rousey. But Nia Jax was very, very good in the ring tonight. Um, Rousey herself, though, the moveset, you talk about expanded moveset. She was like a spider monkey crawling all over her, you know, trying out different submissions, chokes, flipping her over the judo throws. I mean, look, you cannot like her promos, and you've already said you don't. But the last two promos she's cut, the two lines tonight in the backstage area and the two lines on Raw on Monday night were badass. They put her character over perfectly, and they set up, to me, I say this every time she goes out, I think that was her best WWE match yet. Uh, it, you know, it might have been. I mean, look, the WrestleMania ones, just from full-on entertainment, was her best match ever because of everything. She was so there. green, though, compared to this. True. I mean, um, this was, I mean, I, scored, I gave this an A-minus grade. This was a great match. It really was, and you nailed it. I think what really helped Nia make this match so good kind of ties in with her breaking Becky's face and getting that uh, that like real level of like X-Pac go home heat because I think it's put a chip on her shoulder. So why was Nia good in this match? Well, one, because her size allows Rousey to do those step-up moves, which have really added yes, another yes. layer because they're stiff, they're exciting to watch. So she not only does the step-up knee, now she does the step-up basically Superman punch, and then she did the step-up finish, which led to the judo toss into the armbar, which is really incredible. I mean, it's incredible. But Naya was stiff as ish in this match. She was, I mean, that sit out powerbomb, Rousey's head hit. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, that was, and I feel like it's Naya just, you can call her reckless. I think she's just in a moment. She's like, F it. I am this heel. I am this heel <laughs> that you hate. And it made this match so good. And look, Rousey is an athlete. And all the times that they say that, it's not like playing up her character. I mean, she's an athlete. Her doing the splash off the top rope, the cross yep. body onto the floor was a sick spot. She's really putting it together. She 
She rolled off of Nia and power bombed her from the uh, from the turnbuckles. That was fantastic. I mean, really, it was move after move with her. It was it was nonstop. Look, look, yes, there's a carryover of dislike from how she can be outside the ring, especially for people that watched her in MMA. There's certainly a cloud of dislike from the the whole promo and the whole green on that part. But can we need to press pause and just be like physically? It's not just that she's not. I mean, like it'd be a natural if she was holding her own. She's right. not holding her own. She's excelling, and she's excelling in a unique way, which means, like, it's not like, oh, wow, she's she's not only holding her own, she's on par with Becky and Charlotte. No, in her own way, she might be better than Becky and Charlotte. Now, you know what I mean? Like, because she's so unique, and that is incredible in how quick she's been able to do this and how her matches have a different pace. They have a different physicality. It's yep. just special. And final thing I'll say, and then you can jump in, she also raises her game to match the, the the platform she's on, and that's incredible. You're right, and that's why they need to keep her off of TV, both appearances and, more importantly, matches from now until WrestleMania. Two Raw matches from now until Mania. That's it. In major spots, main event moments, built up over a couple weeks for a reason. I don't know what the reasons will be. You have to book I them think, that way. I think I should but stop he, you and say no raw matches. Nothing for no, free. No, here, she, folks. no, she no cuz she's part if she's part of the roster and she's going to be there frequently, then it makes sense for her to have matches, but no six woman tags every week. You don't need this crap. Make it matter. Make it be real and 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 have it actually tell part of the story. Because right now she is red freaking hot and BC, you know, we've been watching wrestling a long time. Brock Lesnar spent I don't know exactly how long, 1 to 2 years, right, in OVW. Mhm. The only person I can think that was this good this early into their career was Kurt Angle. And honestly, I think she's further ahead now than Kurt Angle was at the same point of his career. Not on the mic, but, you know, everything else. Yeah. You know what? Maybe on the mic, too, because Kurt Angle wasn't great on the mic when he started. It's it's hard to make that comparison only because there's less women that are on the elite level than there are as men. But so it's like. I don't know. It's it's hard, but it's she's right there, man. I mean, she's right. She's I mean, absolutely, absolutely, she's right there. And it's it's really a, it's a pleasure now to watch. And and yeah, like I said, there's times she annoys me, but shout out to her for really. I mean, to carry Nia Jax through that. I mean, that's just insane to give yeah. us what could have been the match of the night on on most other pay per views, and then to to bring her back at the end. Damn, it's brilliant. This really <laughs> has been perfect. Like, this is like, like, let, like, and look, you know, we buried the lead here. We've buried the lead. And you know what that is? Because we know when we do an instant analysis show, it has a short shelf life to a degree because Raw is the next night. Vince right. McMahon's coming back on Raw. And that timing in with, you know, sagging ratings, but also timing in with, hey, guys, if you didn't think WrestleMania season started with Survivor Series, it certainly started tonight. And Vince is going to be there on Monday night. And and just to know that it's coming off of a red-hot pay-per-view and not a crappy pay-per-view where we're like, all right, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. Is Becky Lynch moving to Raw? I don't know, but I am so fired up for Monday night. When was the last time we were this fired up to go from Sunday to Monday? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, coming out of Survivor Series, I was pretty excited. I think we both Oh, that's were, true. But... They dropped the ball, yeah. And they, yeah, but... No, you're right. Like any the tr- the truth is, they sold it correctly because what you want on Monday night is you want the sense of anything can happen, and they have sold us that Vince McMahon is coming out Monday night, and anything can happen. He's gonna shake things up. Now I got a lot of tweets, and I say I really mean a lot, a minimum of like ten that said I know what's gonna happen on Monday. They were all the same. Vince is gonna put Charlotte and Becky on Raw, and to that I say, like. Could that happen? Sure. If he does that, the entire SmackDown women's division is cannibalized. It's gone. So I don't necessarily think that is the move. One thing I think could happen, they might end the brand split. Maybe. Or they might say, we are going to be ending it after WrestleMania. I don't think that's smart. I don't. I definitely don't think it's Whoa, wise. You just blew my mind with that, with that comment. In yeah. light of Fox getting SmackDown later next year. I mean, it's 11 months away. But right, yeah. but I never considered that to be a possibility, right? Because we're in the the we're in the brand split era and now you're splitting companies and TV channels that are that are presenting it. 
I never, and remember we had those whole debates of like, does Rousey have to go to SmackDown once Fox right. gets it to make it matter? Or can we just have open season where your your five or six most important people are going to be wrestling one night on one show and cutting a promo on the other show the other night? Yeah, the, the problem though is that it, it just, there's too many people for that to happen. For me, it doesn't. I don't think that makes sense. Um, but to the same point, I don't think bringing Charlotte and Becky over to Raw, just doing it because they want ratings, I don't think that makes sense either. Because now you have all th- you would have all three of them on the same show, and like I said, we got four months until WrestleMania. So what are you going to do with all three of them for four months? Keeping them apart is actually the best thing you can do. It creates tension. You can have them run in on each other's shows you know, challenge each other. So really that I just wanted to bring that up because that is the message I got. You did mention Vince McMahon. The big question that is at hand here, though, is how do we get to this match at WrestleMania? Yes. What is the booking that takes us from now to then? Is does one of them win the Royal Rumble? Well, let me, let pull... me stop you there on Rumble. OK, Mike, Michael Sanford at Money Mike 6006 DM'd me right as that match ended. Were there 6,005 others? That's a great call because that's, that's Mike, what I want to Mike, know. Mike Sanford, our guy. I mean, come on, guy. Come on. You, you got a better name in you than that. Anyway, uh, so this guy DM'd us November 28th. I'm not sure we read it on the show, but his DM tonight was a callback to that DM. And he said, look, he kind of pulled the Silver King. He goes, look, as I predicted earlier, are we going to see a rumble finish of Becky and Charlotte pulling a Bret Hart Lex Luger? Did I not say that on the show? Like, so Weeks maybe ago? he's not only pulling a Silver King, but you are pulling the same thing on the same topic. Man, this is getting really weird right well, here. But that's what I, yeah, that's what I was getting at. But go ahead. Michael Sanford, um, shout out to him. You, you like where he's going with that? That you may have already said it on the show. It uh, well, it I, I don't think I said it like in a prediction or anything. I think just in in a stream of thought, we you know we had mentioned it as a possibility. But I, that's the that's exactly what I was going to bring up. You know, it, you know before you mentioned the DM, which was. Does one of them win? The other say, hey, that's BS. I deserve a shot, too, which is simple. Or do they pull the Lex Luger, Bret Hart finish um, and roll it that way? You know, and instead of doing the what, what did they do, they had uh, Yokozuna fought one. And I don't even remember how that went down. That was WrestleMania 10. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't recall. We, Bret, that's Fa- Bret Fart, Owen Hart, Lex Luger fought Yokozuna. Yokozuna beat him, then fought Bret. If I remember correctly, is that? Uh, I, I don't have it. I don't have it. I okay, but there were mul- there were three matches was my point, right? It was something like that. I think in this case, you do, you can have that finish and just make a triple threat. All right. I mean, there's ways to get there. If they want to do it in, as an homage, and then I'm down with that too. I mean, look, there's a lot of ways we can get there. Let's just get there. I'm excited a lot about what I want to know. How, this- I want to know how you think we got there. I think it's probably going to be more like we have a schmaz finish title match at Royal Rumble. Which okay. is kind of weird, though, because hmm, I don't know if that'll work because Rousey is the Raw champion, and unless Vince shakes things up tomorrow night, you're still going to have Becky and Charlotte on SmackDown. But I think there's going to be some form of where the, there's going to be a Royal Rumble match created that's essentially going to set up the Mania match. So maybe it's Becky versus Charlotte at Royal Rumble, winner fights Rousey at Mania, but my whole point is that you won't get a finish. Maybe you'll get some violent attack between both of them, and somehow Rousey is involved, and then they're just like, look, this has to be a triple threat. The other thing you can do And that's simple. Is... By the way, that's, that's the simple way to do it. That's not, there's not too much, you know, surprise reveal in that. That's just well, like... I think, the sim- I think the simplest way, if I was going to book it, would probably be to have Nia eliminate Becky in the rumble, right? Charlotte get, el- get eliminated some other way, or maybe Nia el- and Tamina eliminate both of them. Doesn't matter. That happens. Um, you then have Ember Moon or Nikki Cross win the rumble. They fight Oscar. They choose Oscar. So you get an NXT rehash, like, oh my God, feel spot activated for the SmackDown title. Then you have Becky and Charlotte team up against Nia and Tamina at like, fast lane one of those elimination chamber pay-per-views and that feud naya gets taken out and then you have both of them say well there's no one left we deserve rousey no one's claimed that and they just challenge her for a triple threat match i think that is the cleanest way to do it you end the naya feud you get because that's not over that's still going on you have to figure out how you're going to do that along with rousey you clean that up 
You let the Rumble be for the SmackDown title, and you get your triple threat match. That's how I'd book. It's not bad. That's not bad. I don't know. See, I'm just not a big Ember Moon fan. She got rushed too quick. I don't want to see her on the WrestleMania pre-show. Facing Fans love her. I know, but I'm trying to think real quick, and we've got to roll on. Uh, outside do. of the three that we think are going to be in the Mania main event, who's the next best female superstar that should be facing Oscar for the SmackDown championship? Well, like besides Bailey and Sasha, who are probably going to be in a tag match, right? That's the biggest issue. It would be one of them. It would be Sasha in reality. So Sasha, it would be Oscar Sasha. Would be Ideally, a, it would be Sasha. Oh, that could be like the number two match on the main WrestleMania card. That'd be fantastic, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or it could be the the preliminary card main event. I mean, it'd be fantastic. But that, but that's your biggest issue because right now there's no other women that are currently in the company. I do think Ember Moon has that potential. Uh, I certainly think if they brought up Nikki Cross and they certainly had her come on SmackDown already when they were in England, you can easily bring her up at any time. Sanity's already there. I don't think they're using her on NXT tapings, so maybe they're planning on bringing her up. That's a possibility. But I don't think you're going to give it to any members of the Riot Squad. You're not going to give it to Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville. You're not going to give it to Naomi. Here comes she needs ready? a real challenger, Oscar at WrestleMania. Ready for this? You ready for this? Shanna Baszler. That'd be cool, too. Gets called up after the Rumble takeover where she loses. I don't know if you have to. No, maybe you don't have her lose the title. I don't know. Hey, we can't. we've got a lot of time yeah. to book that crap. Let's we roll do. on. I want to roll directly into uh, what essentially was the meat and the sandwich of the two matches that ended the card that we cared about the most, which was Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, and Asuka in the triple threat. And God forbid, and God forbid they put back-to-back SmackDown matches on the card. God forbid Vince didn't allow Raw to be one of the final two matches. Hey, let's just celebrate that Vince let a SmackDown match end the the show. But um, look, Dean Ambrose won the Intercontinental Championship from Seth Rollins in their grudge match. And... um. I got I got an issue. I got an issue with my timeline. I got an issue with the fans inside SAP Center in San Jose. This was a 23-minute match. It was a little bit too long. Yes. Did it get a tough spot coming off of Daniel Bryan yes. and AJ Styles? Yes, it did. Did it deserve uh, end this match? This is boring. Hell no. Did people miss what was a really good match? Yes, Silver King. I'm here to tell you right now. Ambrose and Rollins was a really good match. I don't actually know. I didn't I didn't peep your timeline. I don't know where you're going to go with this. I know our colleague Jack Crosby hated it. I know everyone's tweeting at me that they hated it. Guys, wake up. This was a brawl, and it was intense, and it had to be because this was the, the first match, the blow-off from everything that's happened in their breakup. And you know why it ruled? Because it was friggin' physical like it needed to be. The storyline was woven through it throughout, including Dean putting out the fist late in the match and trying to confuse him. And the best part about this match, by far... Dean Ambrose looks like he wants a piece of this pie. Well, that's that's after the match. After the match. Tag. Yeah, after the match, he gets the piece of the pie. During the match, though, what did I say... I'm pulling a Barry Horowitz Silver King right here and pat myself on the back. I said, can we tease a potential heel, Renee Young, to justify her husband's actions? Because in a marriage, you're in a tough spot if you have a dirtbag husband, right? Because you see the real guy late at night. You hear pillow talk. You know that to a certain degree, Dean's actions could be justified because guess what? Seth Rollins is an absolute dirtbag as a storyline person, Okay. I know we love him now as a babyface, but he sold out and took he uh, trips, you know, bill of goods to take over the company as champion. They played that out, Adam, perfectly. Corey Graves pushing the topic. Renee Young, not good on the mic anymore, but a potential heel Renee Young with Cole jumping in and separating them. I loved where that was going, and I get that the crowd had no idea that we were going in that direction, but all the people on my timeline who can't hear Jimmy who were like, I heard the commentary and it sucked. No, it didn't. This was a damn good storytelling. It was a B-plus match. Get it through your skulls. First of all, people who think she's bad on the mic didn't listen to David Otunga tonight and didn't listen to Jonathan Coachman when he was in that seat a couple months ago. So is she great? No, she's not Corey Graves on the mic. Is she getting better? Yes, she is. She's the not more getting, getting better, comfortable, that's the problem. She's not getting better. No, I, do, I think she is, and I think tonight was an example of it. You're praising her. I mean, she deserved it because she did a really good job on the mic tonight. Um... But here's the truth. Uh, what did you what did you grade this match? Because I want to know where you're at. So I'm I at know. a B plus. Uh, the only problem was it was too long and it was in the wrong spot. Besides that, this match was really <laughs> damn good. Okay, I mean it was too long. That's right. It was in the wrong spot. It should have been eighth, not eleventh. That's right. Um, 
you know, look, I think my timeline was telling me it was a D. Yeah. I think it was in between. I think it was a C plus B minus at best match. It certainly was not a B plus match because a brawl just isn't going to be like that, especially when it's not to like, we've seen brawls that are a matches like Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman matches with Minoru Suzuki and Ishii. Those are a brawls. This was not. This had so much damn it did. story. It, I can it hear had, Jimmy. No, no, I, I can know. hear Jimmy. I could hear it, man. The story, the story. The... It had storytelling. It did. And, you know, it was the right finish. And it was good, you know, with the dirty deeds, with Seth getting, you know, overconfident and trying to punish Ambrose too much and him taking advantage of it. It was a very good finish. And it was a very, it was a good match. Um, but I don't hate it as much as anyone else did. But I do think you're potentially overrating it a little bit. Here's why. They didn't make me care enough about that match for a match that should have meant the world to me as a wrestling fan. Like for for all the effort they put in again, Michael Cole mentioning, uh, you know, leukemia again on commentary at the beginning of the match. By the way, don't forget Roman Reigns is home watching. He's sick with leukemia. Like Jesus, like like really, Mike. And by the way, while we're talking about commentary, total blown spot by Michael Cole with Seth Rollins doing the power bomb into the. Uh, guardrail or whatever you yes. want to call that the ringside barrier and him not mentioning oh yeah you know that's the one that took finn balor out for a year you're right that's how sadistic seth rollins is doesn't doesn't even mention it this is like two weeks he in a row care about you, in a row King. in a row that issues are cold by vintage so take but, that silver king take that but, but long story short uh it was a good match it was fine it did its job but it because it was in the wrong spot it really brought me down after one of what I consider the top three matches in WWE right, well, this real year. Quick, here's what you it. missed. Here's what you missed too, because apparently you didn't hear Jimmy either. Uh, the callback to Seth's knee injury and how we injured it. Yes, Remember I it? saw that. Great spot. The buckle bomb to the to the barrier, right? Great spot. I like the interplay with the fist and, you know, is Seth for a second thought about it? Then he said, no F you. And he went kind of ballistic on him. And then that was what led to him losing the match. And here's another thing. Heel Ambrose right now with the better bodies, you know, working out when he's gone. Every time he talks, he takes two steps, three steps back. But when he wrestles, I like him. I like him right now. He looks better. He's brawling. I like him. I'm in on this. I want a piece of that pie, uh, Dean. You, You're going to you, have to fight off Renee for that. If you, uh, if you, uh, you know what I'm saying. Do you think there's any chance that Brandy, like, like was she only talking about wrestling? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you, did you happen to see, by the way, any moment? I, you know what? I was going to mention Ring of Honor Final Battle. I'm not going no, to because no, it was no, such a no, piece no. of crap that I'm going to ruin my high. We'll talk about that maybe uh, later on. But BC, I want to talk about the match that really deserves to be. T- we, I can't believe we've gone. I don't even know how long the show has been already. 40 minutes ish. And we haven't talked about the second best match on the card. One of the best WWE matches of the year. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Truth be told, this match is what we wanted from every Styles Nakamura match that we didn't get, you know, over the course of the calendar year. It's even what we wanted from the AJ Styles Samoa Joe matches, even though those were better than the Nakamura matches. This was AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan at their best, and Styles did not, you know, sometimes he's looked his age a little bit, you know, his limited moveset, he's, he's slowed down a little bit. He did not look that way in this match. These guys sold out. I don't know who if it was Vince who let them do whatever they wanted. Let me look at this timestamp. 2355, 24 minutes. I could have watched it for an hour. That's how good it was. This was perfect. It, okay, it's damn near perfect. I thought the near fin- perfect, yeah. I thought the finish wasn't up to the creative level of what they had built. Not a bad finish, not the wrong finish. It just they were trying to throw they were trying to pitch a perfect game and they came they came, you know what I mean they gave up a single with two outs in the ninth basically yep uh why I love this is this it's um all right let's be honest here okay we were honest when we said that Daniel Bryan returning as a babyface it it didn't do what it could have and what it should have been and outside of Daniel Bryan's really classic Brock Lesnar match at Survivor Series which was right after his heel turn or, or right right you know right in the midst of it um He's underwhelmed to a degree in these matches. Like, we know he can work. But while he was gone, do you know what happened? The Kenny Omegas and Seth Rollinses of the world just, like, took off in terms of their in-ring ability and showed us arguably another level. AJ came into WWE. And I didn't think upon coming back that he necessarily proved yet that he's A-plus, that he can do A++ matches. He can get close. 
but it's still an older, different style, even though he comes from the Indies. So I know what I'm saying sounds a little convoluted here, but but I think you can understand what I'm saying. I think this was the match that he, if the, if you didn't already know it from the Brock match, although that Brock match was a WWE-style match, this match proved to me or quieted any fears that Daniel Bryan can't get back to that level. He was brilliant. But you know why he was brilliant? He was brilliant in an old-fashioned, old-school way. This wasn't a match that was hot fire from the start. This was a match that built, and it organically yep. built and got better and better and better and better. And the storytelling was great, and it got to just near-perfect levels. They complement each other so well. The amount of intensity they put into the submission attempts, it was all really, like, simplistic brilliance. I loved every second of it. I think this could have been and could still be, by the way, a, ma- a WrestleMania match. It could be a big-time, like, halfway through the night, main of, you know, mid- mid-card main event match. Um, the throwback with Daniel Bryan's new gear which you pointed out to me with the dragon on it and the fire. I mean, this guy as a heel is so damn good. And I think this match only took him to another level. Yeah. You know, I knew this was going to be one of the best matches of the night. Um, I guess it actually came down about like three, four o'clock. I didn't see it until, you know, seven, but Daniel Bryan cut a promo in the pre pre show, something that aired earlier in the day that, you know, we're going to do, you know, hopefully at some point, some year end awards here. And I think it was the promo of the year. That's how damn good it was. It really hit me in the feel spot. But combining that with his music hitting him walking out with dragons on his knees and crawling to the ring, I said, oh, my God, this is going to be great. And it fully in every possible way delivered. You're right. The finish left something to be desired. Um you know, we didn't really do star ratings. This for me was a 4.75 star match. And that was the one reason it didn't get a five star. And that's what the main event for me getting five stars. I don't know about you. Why not, just since we're touching, since, since I mentioned it, grade those two matches, rate them. Uh, on the letter scale or the, I gave, no, the number scale. Yeah. Well, I gave this match an A. So I guess on the number scale, that's like a four and a half or a 4.75. And then I gave the A plus to the women's match, which closed, which is essentially a 4.75 or 5, really. So what about uh, Rousey? Uh, I gave her an A minus. So that's like a 4.25. 4.25. That's, yeah, I'm aligned with you on that. I thought. This match between Styles and Brian, like I said, it's everything that we've wanted for a long time. And I don't I can't I honestly cannot remember the last time I saw a WWE match wrestled like that. Yeah, it was wrestled so old school. And when he came out crawling, dude, you're right. Something felt different. And like he's doing this heel thing, which is really making this character so good. But He's also being Brian Danielson, not Daniel Bryan. And I think that's why I said, which sounded a little bit hyperbolic, that this has the potential to be his best character ever and how we will ultimately remember him. And that sounds insane to say for how great the 2014 run to the title atop of the mountain and inside the Superdome really was. But he's being his real self, and that's why it's great. Playing on real themes of his life, that promo that you mentioned you just got to go out and hear it. I don't know what that show was. They were they were kind of rocking around the Christmas tree. They were in yeah. Christmas I think sweaters. they did like a pre-show on YouTube at three or four o'clock, something like it that. Felt we'll, 80s. It felt weird and loose like that. I, I I would like. I think it was long. It was like a four and a half minute promo. But honestly, I think it's worth cutting the audio for because it was legitimately that good to to the point where I'm like, oh, this is. I thought it was going to be corny. There's two people standing there in Christmas sweaters, and he half his promo was about the Christmas sweaters. And you know what else he mentioned during that promo? BC. I'll Barry Horowitz myself here that the WWE title is on a leather strap and he needs to change the strap if, if when he retains the title tonight. So he may walk out. I don't know what the hell it would be with a organics cotton spun strap on Brilliant. the WWE title on Tuesday night. And I hope to God he does because it would be incredible. But that's just another example, by the way. And we're going to go down the rest of this card a lot br- more brief on, on the rest of these matches. Our, our TLC preview we hit these and one after another. And it's to the point where, look, I know what you said on last week's show. I agree. Don't do it. They're not listening to us, but you know what? They're listening to someone who's listening yeah, to us because, like, but they're not, it's, not it's like every single us. thing we've said the last two weeks has actually come to fruition. It's weird. Uh, 
my daughter kicks as many men in the groin as she possibly can. Wow, wrong button, but that was well well timed. Um, All right. So, we, do you have anything else to say on this, or should we roll? No, through the let's rest? roll. We're we're. Yeah, I don't want to tell you how long we are into the show right now. You would not. Uh, I don't want to know. Okay, let's, let's move on. Uh, Ray Mysterio beat Randy Orton in that chairs match. Here's what I'll say: Ray Mysterio, 44 years old. That was one of the most inventive chairs matches I've ever seen. Yeah, it was the fun spots. This feud matters. I didn't care about this feud in the beginning. I love it now. In reality, you know what it is? It's two All Famers right now just having fun because it's not that high up on the card. They just effed around and got a triple double. That was a really fun match. Proud of it. Absolutely. Solid B match for me. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And like I said, there were like three different moves that Mysterio had that I've either never seen before or I just just shocked me. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that you could do that. And the guy's 44 years old and he's, he's working like he's 24. It's incredible. Um, we also had Finn Balor defeat Drew McIntyre in a singles match. Again, going back to what we said, you know, on our preview show on Wednesday, I said, what's the point of Drew losing on raw when you can make his first loss mean something more on the pay-per-view. But, but I, I still thought Balor was going to win anyway. Balor did win. And you had the Ziggler interference to me. You know what this says? Very simple. It says we're going to have a triple threat match for the next four weeks. Mm. You know, it'll pay off in the Royal Rumble and then we'll move on. I wish this match stunk so I can give it like a C minus or a D plus. But the problem was the match is actually pretty good. I didn't like the finish. I didn't like Ziggler having to be involved in this. Ziggler should be gone doing comedy acts right now because they buried him and kind of wrote him off. It seemed like. And now, you know, his appearance here did. It just makes it this Finn Balor win not matter. So it is. Oh, I disagree. No, I disagree. He got a he hit his finisher and he pinned McIntyre on a pay-per-view. McIntyre got weakened by his ex-teammate hitting him with a super kick. It's it's it was a distraction. Don't forget, Ziggler got thrown into the ring. And as McIntyre's coming in, Finn comes running in with a with. I know, but they didn't want to they didn't want to kill McIntyre by giving him a totally clean loss. And they wanted to put Finn over, which. Finn beat one of the main event guys on Raw right now. I mean, that's a huge oh, plus. Dude, because by not wanting to see McIntyre lose clean, you took away the impact of Balor's win. So what if the other option is McIntyre beating Balor clean and Balor just getting buried again? That's better? I don't think it is. This is a smash finish is ultimately what I'm saying. This is the equivalent it was, of a draw yes, to me. Yes. It's equivalent of a draw to me. It was meaningless. It just congrats to these guys. They made the match fun to watch because they're they're such high level performers. But in reality, it, this does nothing for Finn. I don't want Drew back right now. I want basically McIntyre has to go over at the end of this feud, so I want him to just go over and move on to wherever he's going next. Yeah, but if they do a triple threat, he can go over Ziggler, put Ziggler out, and not have to go over Balor now. If they do a triple threat, that's the key. They're protecting. My Finn. point is, Balor's been buried so much that unless he's going to compete for a title, it doesn't matter that he gets a win here, but then he's going to lose next time. Like he's not, well, maybe, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get Balor Ambrose at mania for the IC title. I mean, it's very possible. That'd be damn good. All right. Okay. Uh, this Natalia tables match with Ruby riot. I mean, you, I'll let you say it. Cause you, you, uh, verbalized it even better than I could in, in our recap. Sneaky. Good. This was a damn good match. And this was the moment in the show where I hadn't bought in on it up to this point. I'm like, it's a pretty good show. There's a lot of the, these booking or presentation elements that I thought were lame that other people loved. But when this match started, I thought this was the beginning of this show just going to another level. Dude, uh, here's the deal. I wrote it. I'll read it word for word for my recap. Very rarely does a feud start this pathetically and play off this well in the end. This feud was going nowhere about Jim the Anvil, and he suddenly there's an image of him on the table. But Ruby Riot has raised her game tremendously, both in the ring and on the mic at the end of this feud. Natalia turned out to be solid, and this match was physical as all hell. Shout out to Liv Morgan for maybe taking <laughs> the worst spot of the night when she yeah. threw Ruby out of the way, took a apron bump back through the table and may have hit her head. And like when Sarah Logan came running and sliding in to check on her, it was like, oh my God, is she dead? Um, I thought this was perfect. And Natalia had to win and she had to win in a way that put over her dad because it would have made, if he, she didn't, then it, none of this would have made sense. Not only did she do it, not only did she actually end up giving her dad a nice homage, but they went PG-13 on us with like, with the, the line about uh, Jim being ashamed of her while she got her face pushed into the table. And then it was Natalia's line of, you want to mess with my family, bitch, before slapping her? That I mean, look, that's great. That This ruled. I think Ruby Riot just got raised to the next level. By the way, legit slaps from Natalia on Ruby Riot and from Charlotte on Becky yes. while she's laying on the table. She slapped the shit out of Becky to, uh, to the point where I was like, there's going to be heat afterward because she hit her that hard. And by the way, 
it was probably deserved on Becky because we didn't mention this earlier. I legit thought Charlotte broke her ribs when Becky took that jump off the ladder and landed ass first on her ribs. Like I thought, she, I thought she screamed out in such a way that it probably did hurt her for real. But I thought like, oh, she definitely broke her ribs. She's not continuing this match. Like it's done. And it was crazy that she continued. That looked really bad. Um, but anyway, back to this. Dude, Everything. Just pause again every- and just say we had, we had, we ate so much steak tonight. Yeah, you know oh, those yeah. episodes of Survivor when they haven't eaten for three days and then they win a challenge and then they just eat until like they're like like gorging. And by the way, they never show where they go to the bathroom on Survivor. So after they like gorge on like a steak dinner somewhere, they must go crap their pants in the in like the by the, in the woods, right? I mean, I, I, candidly, I shouldn't say this because we're a CBS show. I don't watch Survivor, so I can't really tell you. you but uh, my assumption is they poop in the woods. Well, what I'm saying I watch is, Big Brother, though. I love Big Brother, CBS. Oh, don't, don't worry. God. Um, my point on this is, damn, we ate some steak tonight. I mean, it wasn't even like a, a good craft burger. It was straight up steak. So no, but like you. that match was a solid New York strip. Yeah, it was like an eight ounce New York strip. It was nice. The you know? only bad I, piece I took of meat it. I had was the next match, Adam. The, okay. The, well, before we get to that, really, thing, the only thing I would say is I didn't like the jacket at that early juncture. Put it on after. It was just clunky. It was huge. It was weird. Go by ahead, the way, sorry. I thought that she was going to kill Raya on that spot that won the match because it just yeah. didn't sound to tell you how to move her out of the way to, to check to just make sure she was. Like, <laughs> hey, and did you see Ruby Wright put her hands behind her head? I've never seen that before. You think she I didn't afraid, even notice it? I didn't even notice afraid it. Afraid to take the bump through the table and break her skull after watching uh, Liv Morgan just do the same thing. It's interesting. Hey, shout out to these 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 chicks. I know we're not supposed to say chick in 2018, but these chicks sold out tonight. All the damn chicks sold out. Okay, you know they were they those three matches. If you wanted to pick. I'm just trying to think. Eh. Yeah, those three matches were probably three of the six best on the entire show. And it's the truth. It was really good stuff. All right. Braun Strowman defeated Baron Corbin, and I hated this crap. And some people really liked it. Please tell me where you're at. And if you liked it, try try to get me on board. This was so lame. So I liked it because you knew Strowman had to win, and you knew he couldn't wrestle. All right? It was clear. I mean, I don't even think that sling was gimmicked i think that's legitimate i think he's legitimately in the sling and you know getting rehabbed and he has another you know however long four or five weeks until the royal rumble um so they had to have him go over when he started saying hey you know you know you're an idiot corbin uh this match can there's no disqualification i can have anyone come in i started getting worried that they were going to do something like bring back bray wyatt or bring in lars sullivan or do something like that where it would just ruin a a return and it wouldn't make sense because why would they be friends with Braun? Instead, they paid off what I thought was Finn Balor forming maybe a faction, but what it really was was a lot of faces on the roster that had been wronged by by Corbin forming together to get over on McIntyre, get over on Lashley, etc. So they had done that two weeks on Raw and they paid off a Raw storyline in this match. So, so you it's just, tough for me to hate that when they tied up a loose end. I, I so kind of liked it. Here's the deal, ultimately. It made sense storyline. I just think the execution was lame. And to see him have to go through that much of a gauntlet of abuse, like I get that he's been screwing people this whole time with no one really watching him, but I don't know. I didn't pop for Angle coming out. Well, it just was lame. And like, if it was like this weird gangbang. It was just weird. Are we allowed to say well, that? I don't think we are. The biggest issue, I think, was Angle, actually. Because it... He wasn't that wronged by Corbin necessarily. I mean, he was in somewhat, but they hadn't even mentioned him on TV in weeks. So you're not thinking about like, where's Kurt Angle? Why hasn't he come back? What they should have done is when he's walking backwards up the ramp and he turns around and it's a different level of superstar. Don't get me wrong. They should have had Rhino coming running through there. You're right. Gored him. He rolls down the ramp, gets thrown into the ring, and Strowman puts his foot and everyone right. does their okay, fingers. That's connecting the lines even yes. even that's a shorter point to connect the lines it would have made a lot of sense everyone would have popped for the gore and then he slater would have walked out with a big smile on his face and then the same stipulations would have happened which is because of the loss baron corbin loses authority and braun Strowman gets that title shot at royal rumble against brock lesnar that will probably be freaking awesome so we all would have won i i, I don't know i didn't like see finn have to be on this job squad crew with, with apollo Crews. well know. he but he was one of the people that has issues with with corbin so it did make sense in context of the storyline in but, wwe you are who you hang out with so he's he's a he's a job it's true no that's, that's why that, he didn't that's, win that's totally fair okay well all right smackdown tag team championship triple threat you know what it was exactly what we said it would be it didn't need to be on the show. It would probably entertain us. And you know what? There really wasn't much storyline development. I was surprised the bar won, but it's pretty damn fun. 
Yeah, it was a good match. Um, didn't need to be on the show. It really, honestly, with those three teams. I mean, let me let me. By the way, I think we're couching it a little bit. It was a great match. It was really exciting, really fun. But it was twelve fifteen. Those three teams should have been in a thirty minute TLC match in one of the final five or six matches of the show. That's what their talent deserves. That's what um, you know the tag team titles deserve. And certainly, like Winslow, they could have done like a Dudley Boys, Edging Christian, Hardy Boys type of TLC match that we haven't seen in such a long time. Those guys are all capable of doing it. And I just felt it was a waste that we got a regular match. It ended in 12-15, and we saw a title retention. I'll say this about the the first quarter of the show that I didn't love. I didn't love a lot of it, and this match, I'm sorry, the the Braun Strowman one was one of the things I talked about, but they kept everything short at least. It was quick moving, and that sometimes can cover a lot of sins in that regard. Absolutely. Look, this match was fun. There's really nothing to say. When it got into that crazy mode at the end with – near falls and it was great this is exactly i mean the, these three teams can't fail they're so good together they really are um and it's talking about being really good together carmella and r-truth honestly like you you cannot like the mixed match challenge it's fine the dynamic between those two is great i think they're funny they're entertaining they're you know remixed rap r-truth's remixed rap with carmella joining in i enjoy it the seven second dance break is kind of funny and while i hate the stipulation and i said this in the preview show I hate that they're now the 30th entrance in the in the Rumble, and I kind of didn't like the vacation anywhere in the world thing either. At least they explained to us how much of B, how much of a BS like stipulation that was by our truth revealing that they're going to Stanford, Connecticut. Did you laugh? Did you enjoy this? Uh, everything you said about our truth is ultimately true. This second season gave him the platform he needs to be a regular player again. It gave him a comedic play. It gave him someone important to pair with. But no. The Mixed Max Challenge is not for me. This match, yeah, like, okay, I like the dance break segment with the Singh Brothers, but ultimately this wasn't for me. I think I gave this the worst grade of any match I graded to. Well, and that's fair, especially on the main card, but I don't know. I thought it had its own value. I liked that it opened the show. And you know what? The fans responded to R-Truth and Carmella, so you didn't need to have, like, an intercontinental title match with the tag team match to open because they got the same pop from freaking R-Truth and Carmella. It was great. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not going to sit here and critique it on a card so great. I probably should have been on the pre-show. I get you're going to pop certain fans with this. If you exactly. like it out there, I, I got nothing against you folks. All right, if this is if this gets you off, you don't get us off. We get you off. Didn't Rick say that once on the show? Right. Um, you're going to find the, the I mean, sound drop or not? Yeah, all right. Is that? Yeah, Rick, it is. It is. All right. All right. right, So you want to talk about the the true biggest piece of crap on this match? It was the ladder match between Elias and Bobby Lashley. And not only was the match bad, not only was it slow in plotting because Elias, God love him. He ain't a great wrestler. He just isn't. Uh, And uh, these are two really big guys in a ladder match that ideally you want small guys in. And you would think Leo Rush might do something off the top of the ladder. But no, we don't get that either. Uh, instead, they changed the stipulation of the match, which initially we were told whoever climbs up the ladder and gets the guitar is able to use it. Instead, right before the match, they're like, actually, whoever gets the guitar wins. And it's like, uh, okay. So they had Elias get the guitar, win without using it. He's the winner. And then Lashley steals it from him, beats the crap out of him with it, and leaves. So yeah. why not just have Lashley get the guitar beat him and win like it didn't make any time. sense yeah it, it give me four hot minutes and get out of here they, they came close so we got six minutes 620 yeah uh i don't need bobby lashley's ass anymore although people are defending his ass on my timeline so that's fine whatever if you like I do his think ass the all fine. i do think the almighty gimmick the look the stuff with leo rush it's an improvement over what was going on but truthfully he's still a meaningless character on this show he just yeah, yeah. doesn't do it now the show opened with buddy murphy against cedric alexander for the cruiserweight championship they gave it 10 35 I think the easiest thing to say, these guys are really talented. This match didn't do them justice. Uh, would have been great to see more. You nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. Well, hey, right. uh, thank you, WWE TLC pay-per-view. Um, I don't. I almost don't want to put words to this, Adam, because um, you don't want to jinx yourself. But look, again, if you didn't think WrestleMania season started with Survivor Series, uh, some people think it doesn't start till Royal Rumble. That's fine. Uh, it started, man. We got Vince McMahon tomorrow night, Monday night, wherever when I'm hearing this tonight. tonight. Um, the next pay per view is what the damn Royal Rumble? Am I correct? Yep. Yes, it is. Um, in a base in a baseball stadium, by the way. Look, this has been a tough year, man. I think as a whole, this was not a great year for WWE. We got a year end show coming up. We're gonna get into all that. I'm just gonna say, like, 
please keep it going, WWE. Take us from here to Mania. You have it in your power to make us care. Please. You are so loaded with talent. The storylines are overflowing. I got some weird DMs where people are like, hey, you've been trashing Raw for four months. I'm like, yeah, I have. But they're like, Raw has the best storylines entering this TLC card. And I don't even think that's true. But the whole point was they somehow made a lot of this work. Keep it going, WWE. Please keep it going. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, You know, for as bad as Raw in particular has been over the last four weeks, five weeks, this pay-per-view has given that show an opportunity to turn the corner as we begin the road to WrestleMania. It really has. Um, it's put taken the title off of Rollins and put it on Ambrose, and they'll probably have another match. But you know, it, it has the opportunity to remove Rollins out of that picture and bring him to where he actually deserves to be in the main event. Yeah, we didn't touch on that. You're right. That's a key point. Does does yeah. that loss set him up to what? Uh, well, that's what. Well, that's what I kind of said on the preview. I thought that I, I think he's going to main event against Lesnar. For the men's main event. I was going to say, is it Lesnar or is it Strowman? Vince still uh, understands the value of Lesnar. So Lesnar, Roll- oh, wow. Especially yeah. if Corm- isn't doesn't Cormier have a broken hand and like he's not, isn't he in the whole situation right now? Yeah, he kind of is. But then again, he had a broken hand and he came back and fought Derek Lewis. I know, but whatever. All right. Yeah, yeah. Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis and Brock, Brock Lesnar. Look, Dana's not talking about Brock anymore. Every time they ask Dana, like, hey, what's and he's just like, look, I haven't talked to him. So that that tells you something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But, 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 but it's not just that, though. It's it's the women's title, certainly with Rousey. We're headed in a better direction, it seems, with her. Strowman is now going to be fighting Lesnar, the match that we thought we'd get at the Royal Rumble. There's the lower the lower card looks to have shaken out a little bit more. The tag team picture still isn't great on Raw. But Raw's looking okay. SmackDown. We have Daniel Bryan and Asuka as the champions. Love it. And guess I what? Mean, hey, WWE, just to And Shinsuke Nakamura, by the way. And just a heads up, <laughs> WWE, January 4th, a lot of people are going to be talking about NJPW's Wrestle Kingdom, okay? So keep it going, WWE. All right, let's have real competition. Quick note, we both lamented that Shinsuke and Asuka won the Royal Rumble and lost their title matches at WrestleMania. They have the opportunity to go into this WrestleMania as the U.S. champion and the SmackDown Women's Love champion. And, and, Pretty interesting. And we are coming off a really good Survivor Series, so things are good right now on the WWE front. Adam, we tease off the top and ominous little crypticness there. Um, The cryptic nature will continue, but here's the deal. We keep our listeners in the know. We open that fourth wall many times on this show and tell you what really happened or what's really going on. We're in a situation right now where there's only so much we can say because honestly, there's only so much we know. And I don't want to like, all right, let me give me a second here. I don't want to scare listeners in the situation, but something has happened. There's only so much we're at liberty to talk about it uh, involving right. this show, this podcast, the future of this podcast, uh, our our employers at CBS who allow us to do this. And um, the tough fact is this. As of right now, this is Sunday night. We're doing this great instant analysis show. This is the last in this corner pro wrestling podcast as of, as of today, as of, as if you hear this, this, this will be the final ITC wrestling podcast. And I wish I could say more. Uh, this show has meant so much to me. This, we did our Thanksgiving episode. The listeners mean so much to me. I don't know what the future is going to look like. I just know I just want the listeners to know that um we're working on it but as things stand now this is the last ITC pro wrestling podcast for me for you for the show well yeah uh, look I look, I, I, I we weren't even supposed to say this much but I, I want to be really honest with them uh, we're going to have probably hopefully we'll have an answer later in the week as to I guess what happens next but uh right this is um, just bear with us here uh, and just know how much we appreciate the listeners. Absolutely. I mean, not only did you guys respond when we asked for those five star reviews to get the instant analysis to happen, we far exceeded 400 reviews meant a lot to us. And it's tough, too, because, you know, right now the state of combat's pretty strong, you know, and I've said it, uh, you know, WWE, we're at a peak uh, mixed martial arts. We just saw Max Holloway in a damn good fight. We have John Jones coming up. End of the month in UFC, you had two, was it two three? I don't even know what we are at now. Two thirty-two. Oh, we two thirty-two. So, 
Heavyweight championship in pro boxing, better than ever before. Not ever before, but in a long, long time, uh, you know, decades even. Um, so the state of combat's strong right now, and and I think that well, that's that's why it's hard. This show, you know, has been part of that, and that's why it's hard to not really know. So I'll tell you that this is the final pro wrestling edition. We have a boxing edition on Monday of the In This Corner podcast on CBS Sports, and then we'll we'll see what happens next. We'll see what the future brings. But thank you for everybody for uh, for listening and contributing. Uh, we'll we'll tell you more when we find out. But uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want really, to end it like that. But but. Well, be sure to follow us, obviously, at B. Campbell CBS, at Silverstein Adam CBS. Um, I think the only thing left really is to say goodbye. Okay, now say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, now get out of here. That's a little rough, Randy. Yeah, but it is rough. Yeah, wrestling is a rough sport. We out.